Fun fact, Jack. I wore number 17 in high school as well. Yeah. You and you were probably better than Josh Allen, to be fair. No, I was far no, worse. You threw one touchdown. Sure. That's good. One career touchdown pass. Probably how many, how many, three how interceptions. Many, I was going to say, well, that's on part but of I don't Josh really Allen. remember. So, yeah. 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 Should have had another, but listener of the show, Yale, dropped it in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> He denies um, it. Another week, another podcast. What's that all about? And welcome to the All Over Teams podcast, the uninformed and yet equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk. And ladies and gentlemen, it is wonderful to have you once again with us, whether you're listening on Spotify or whether you're listening on Apple Pods. We don't care. It's just great that you're here. And for a, a special treat for a second week in a row, I bring to you Jack Green. It's amazing. I don't know how we've managed to do this. It's good to be here, boys. Yeah, it's, it's scary how we've planned this. <laughs> and across the pond, thousands of miles away, in person, but he's very, very, very close to our hearts. It's Jeremy Curo. Howdy, boys. Yeah, everything being shut down here definitely makes it easier to make some time for this again. So I guess that's one good thing to come from uh, our latest lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we don't like COVID in any way, um, but it, it is good for catching up. So there we go. Uh, thank you. Thank you, China. Uh, anywho, gentlemen, <laughs> it's wonderful to see you. Wonderful to be back. Wonderful to be talking sports. Uh, Mr. Jack Green, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been fine. I've uh, <laughs> been been uh, Captain Dad all week, so my sports consumption has been pretty low. But it's been uh, boosted, of course, by Sunday's victory over Jeremy's Jets yes. and uh, the Bills winning the AFC East. Uh, so a nice home tie against the Patriots, which is going to be a difficult <laughs> one. Um, but you know, it's you know, home field advantage generally tends to help. Um, and the wind won't be quite as bad and Mac Jones might actually have to do something. So I think the Bills have got a decent chance. Um, unfortunately, ruined by Norwich getting pounded by West Ham last night. It was only 2-0, mm. but it should have been about 6. Oh, yeah, um, it should have been. <laughs> opens up a different topic with uh, Jared Bowen being tipped for an England spot um, yeah. by David Moyes. Um, it's not going to happen, unfortunately, because Gareth Southgate enjoys playing Man United players that don't do anything in the league. So, shame. That is a shame. Uh, Jack, Norwich, it's it's not going well for Norwich. Let's be brutally frank about it. As you said on last week's podcast, you saw the you went to four games, saw Norwich score once. Yes. Uh, not right. helped yeah, not helped by the fact that Norwich didn't bother to score for the entire month of December. Yes. Um is that do, true? Yeah, that yes, is true. true. <laughs> I, I, I'm not being I am not making that up. Um, five games, I think. Yeah, five games, uh, no goals in December. Um, my question for you is I get the sense that Norwich fans are a bit tired now you know Norwich fans have always been quite um, lovable sounds borderline patronising but you know what I mean it, it, nobody's really got a bad thing to say about Norwich fans unless no. you maybe support unless you support Ipswich let's say but exactly. you know we've had some incidents with fans saying things they shouldn't be saying uh, chants they shouldn't be chanting abusing players they shouldn't be abusing um, do you just think enough's enough for Norwich fans and how how does how does Norwich get out of this stump because I, I can't imagine going up and down and up and down and up and down is much fun after two three years uh, well I mean there's no excuse for abuse I know uh, the, I didn't mean for that to rhyme but there's no excuse for it so whoever, <laughs> there, um, there's a new slogan uh, for the Premier League right. absolutely no excuse for abuse um 
So I mean, it's football. Like it's it's a game. Like yeah. there's no reason for for that to then become um, abusive. Yeah, in, in any way. So uh, no no one can be forgiven for that, regardless of your reasoning. Um, especially when it's standing on a side, you know, standing in the, the terraces shouting at a football player. Um, as for Norwich, yeah, it, it is becoming frustrating. I mean, it's great the season that they they win the league and the championship and and come up and. Uh, everyone loves to win, a, you know, to win something to to have that kind of prestige. And but it is, it's it is tired now. It's it, they need to do something to make a change managerially. Clearly, that's not the problem. You know, Dean mm-hmm. Smith has proven himself at this level, and he looks so angry all the time. Like, he, <laughs> and it, I don't blame him. The players aren't playing for him, or they're just not good enough. And there's not going to be funding to to fix that. So. I think it could be a long, sad, sorry season. Season, excuse me. Um, I, I just don't see it being fixed. Um, and actually, quite frankly, with the managerial changes and very likely going to lose some very top players like Max Aarons, I, I, I don't think we'll come back up. Yeah, no, it's it's not good for Norwich, and it's obviously a team that I, you know, always look out for through yourself, Jack. And mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 sad to see. I, it's it's not something we want to see, uh, Mr. Jeremy Curell, uh, I was hoping to come on this podcast and say, "Will the Toronto Raptors ever lose again?" And then they lost to the Phoenix Suns, so that really ruined the narrative. <laughs> but uh, one hell of a run from a team that started the season um, bang average. Yeah, they finally got everybody back healthy, which obviously uh, makes a huge difference. <clears throat> Siakam's playing really well. Fred Van Vliet, hopefully, is going to make his first all-star, all-star team this year. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., um, Scotty Barnes, the rookie. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been doing well. Um, they lost to Phoenix, <clears throat> and the Leafs lost to the Arizona Coyotes. So <laughs> Can you believe it? State of Arizona. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I couldn't believe it. But in terms of other teams, uh, Jack mentioned the Bills beating the Jets. That was actually good with me for two reasons. The Jets sort of secured a, a top pick, and the Bills uh, stayed ahead of the Patriots, which is always mm-hmm. uh, a win in my book. The Jets yeah. now have picks four and ten for the draft, uh, ten being from the Seahawks. Um, we'll get into that more later as the draft nears, but uh, it's exciting for me as somebody who, who loves watching that every year. And uh, USC football just lost their their starting quarterback Jackson Ooh. Dart to the transfer portal. Uh Dart was the Gatorade player of the year two years ago. He's a freshman last year, came in, in relief of Keaton Slovis, played really well. Um but the big rumor from that is that Caleb Williams, the the top quarterback um in the transfer portal right now, and he, I think he was number one overall coming out of high school last year, could be on his way there. Um he used to play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. So uh if that happens that's that's massive news and and there's a rumor that their top receiver could also transfer to USC from Oklahoma as well. So uh, that would be incredibly exciting. Whether they both happen or not, I'm not sure. But uh, fuck, that'd be awesome if they do. Jeremy, did you did you say transfer portal there? Is that what oh, you were saying? yeah, yeah. Yeah, could, could you elaborate? Oh, right, yes. Okay, so historically <clears throat> in college sports, you could transfer schools, but you would have to sit out a year. Right. Um, and now there's a thing. It's called the transfer portal. So basically you enter it and your recruitment opens back up. So any team in the country can, can recruit you. Uh, you can go there and play right away. So okay. one time in college, you can transfer and play the next season immediately. If you want to transfer again, you have to sit out. But it's become basically like sort of free agency in college. And a lot of people don't like it. I think it's awesome because it's, it's great for the players. Yeah. Jack? Is that not a massive risk for players, though? 
to transfer. Mm-hmm. To put themselves well, in this of the- kind of mythical portal that then they could be picked <laughs> up. Well, they're going to be picked up. Um, because if you're making you know, a team like Oklahoma, even if, say, you don't go to one of the top schools, slightly lower tier schools would, would kill to have you. So at worst, you're going to be on a star on a worse team. Right. Okay. Um, however, generally, if you're entering it, you have a good idea who wants you. You know, there's unofficial recruiting going on all the time. Right. Okay. So you probably have a good idea where you're going to land before you even enter it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it, it's mostly backups who were sort of stars in high school. They come in, they think they're going to start. They don't for a year or two, and they just want to go somewhere else where they know they have a chance. Makes sense. Super. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm assuming, you know, was, was it the argument before that, that kids were getting stuck? you know, as you were saying, not playing for, you know, because they weren't going to take that risk of a year out and then playing again. So they, is that why they brought that in? Or I don't know, is money involved as, as the decision for, for that? Yeah, most likely. I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> sure there's an official reason. Um, but there was a thing where you could transfer and a waiver would allow you to play right away. Like say something happened at your school, like someone, right, okay. I think Justin Fields was able to transfer and play right away because a, a player in the baseball team had made a racial comment towards them. Right. Okay. Uh, stuff like that but now they just don't have to. And with the NIL, which is players allowed to being paid, it's sort of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, they can go to a place where they, all of a sudden they're going to be offered a hundred thousand dollars in a car. So, you, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can argue whether it's good or not. I think it's great because yeah. I think these guys should be able to do whatever they want. And oh, they also nice. deserve the money that they get given as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, another question I uh, wanted to bring up. So in the Toronto Raptors-Phoenix Suns game, Devin Booker fell out with the mascot of the Toronto <laughs> Raptors. Currently, yeah. uh, currently, there is no, uh, no no fans, or is it limited fans? Uh, yeah, which is 1,000 fans total. Just one, so 1,000 uh, yeah. fans in the arena up in Toronto. Uh, Devin Booker was taking a free throw. Uh, the mascot decided just to do some weird movements, um, and Booker, Booker lost his shit. You don't really... Hmm. Well, actually, Booker does lose his shit quite a bit, but he got annoyed. He got annoyed with the refs at this happening. The ref, uh, the refs did ask the mascot if he would kindly bugger off. Um, what I loved about it was the fact that Devin Booker actually made the basket, uh, which was phenomenal. So he still made the free throw and mm-hmm. uh, and still lost uh, lo- lost his mind. The question I want to ask is: uh, the Toronto Raptors do have what appears to be the largest inflatable <laughs> raptor dinosaur this world has ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does this normally get brought out? Is this purely because of COVID? Where's this come from? Is it legal in Canada? Please explain. I've never seen that one before. Usually they have their normal guy who got sort of ejected by the ref and then they have like yeah. a slightly bigger, goofy, inflated one. But this one was like five times the size of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like a skyscraper. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like an actual like Brontosaurus-sized raptor walking around. <laughs> uh, so that was great. I guess they're just doing something to you know add some sort of atmosphere in the arena right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to see it. I'm joking, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm loving to mm-hmm. see it. There's a great clip from that game where they're just, I don't know, the Suns are in transition or something, and then suddenly at the bottom of the screen, all you see is this gigantic inflatable <laughs> dinosaur waddling past the camera. It's oh, just, yeah. it's ludicrous. So definitely search for that on the internet. Uh, Jeremy, Jack, anything else about your teams, or should I go into mine? Go ahead. Right on. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that, boys. Uh, as for me, I'm going to focus on what, only one of my teams this week because uh, the other two are absolutely god awful. And the team I'm going to focus on is 
Edinburgh Rugby and the reason for that is we are having an outrageously good season and it's not something we see often from from my sports teams and certainly not from Edinburgh Rugby. We've got a new head coach, he's called Mike Blair, he played for uh, 10 or 11 seasons with Edinburgh Rugby back in the day, he got uh, 29 caps and 114 points Um, and he's played for Scotland 83 times uh, prior to retiring and going into coaching and he is doing wonderful things with my beloved Edinburgh Rugby. We are top of the URC, uh, which used to be the Pro 14. We beat the Saracens away from home in Europe, which is a bit like, we'll come on to the FA Cup later. It's a bit like a, a lower league team uh, beating a, a Premier League champion. Um, and it's just it's just so wonderful. We played Cardiff uh, on the weekend just past there. Uh, we're recording this on the Thursday, so just on the Saturday past. And it was one of the most, unfortunately, I should have been at the game if it hadn't been for our government COVID restrictions. Um, uh, so it was a home game. I'm watching it literally five minutes down from the stadium in my in my living room. But we were just so good. We're seeing players who have dropped off, such as Magnus Bradbury, such as Mark Bennett. It's like it's, it's like it's three, four years ago and they're back playing to such a high standard. And it's just, I just really wanted to, I don't talk enough about rugby sometimes on this podcast for, I know we've got a, quite a number of listeners who do love rugby, but um, there's so much sports for us to talk. It's not always easy for me to go on a 20 minute um, segment on rugby, but it's just absolutely wonderful what Edinburgh Rugby are doing. Um, and it's brilliant. Um, we've only lost once this season and that was in the last minute drop goal loss to uh, to Benetton rugby over in Italy we drew with the stormers uh one of you know a south african powerhouse it's brilliant we still have the irish teams to play so that will tell a story and i'm nervous for that uh, we play munster in a few weeks and uh, we normally go over to munster and lose by about 70 so uh, we'll see how that goes jeremy your favorite munsters yeah. and <laughs> uh, yeah but no, it's just, uh, it's wonderful. You know, friends of the show, um, Bruce and, and, and Davo, uh, love Edinburgh Rugby too. And it's just great for us to to see Scottish rugby on, on, on the rise. And we're coming up to the Six Nations, uh, as we spoke about last week, Jack. Scotland have loosened the restrictions, mm-hmm. so we'll get full crowds in Scotland, which will be wonderful. But it's just great to see uh, uh, my beloved Edinburgh Rugby actually doing things which make me proud of them. Um, it's been three, four years of just, gradual improvements with Richard Cockrell now with Mike Blair um, and yeah uh, we are the team to watch right now in the URC so anyway that was my seminar on Edinburgh Rugby I highly implore anybody who enjoys rugby to go onto YouTube and watch the highlights because you will not be disappointed by that Edinburgh performance and yes Cardiff uh, were pretty terrible but Edinburgh well you got to play what's in front of you and we did that so anyway gentlemen thank you for listening to my rambles let's move on to uh, the wonderfully named day Black Monday Black Monday, Black Friday, Black Monday. What's the difference? Well, one sees people, I don't know, assaulting each other for TVs, and the other one sees people losing their livelihoods. So, gentlemen, we are going to talk about the NFL's <laughs> Black Monday, in which head coaches from across the league were uh, were informed uh, their, uh, their, their services were no longer required. And I think the one I'm going to start off with is going to be Brian Flores at hmm. the uh, Miami Dolphins. And the reason for this, ladies and gentlemen, is when the news broke, uh, is, is it Flores? Flores? Oh, yes, Flores, isn't it? Uh, yeah. When news broke that uh, Brian Flores had been fired, I put it on to my group, uh, our group WhatsApp chat with Jack and Jeremy. Jeremy was very, uh, the Canadian diplomat saying, well, that's that's a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Jack went very English with, what the fuck? So, <laughs> um, so Jack, uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you kick us off? Because you did uh, put that in bold capitals. Uh, but yeah, both of you were very shocked uh, at the Brian Flores firing. What an insult to his performance as a coach. Like, I mean, I, I have since kind of looked into it and, and found out the reasons why. 
um, which would be his his relationship with the GM was was deteriorating, and the owner has made a decision to remove him. Uh, apparently, he didn't get on very well with um, with Tua either. So, sounds like the. I mean, I can't really blame Tua for being ha- unhappy with everyone in that organization after the whole debacle with the Deshaun Watson potential trades mm. and all sorts of stuff at the start of the season. So. Um, if I was two, I wouldn't be very happy with anyone. But anyway, um, Flores <laughs> has been like what they've done in the second half of the season has been unreal. They've broken records. The first team ever to go to to lose seven and then win seven straight after it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. They nearly made the playoffs. They've had a winning record two years in a row. And fair enough, they didn't make the playoffs, and that's the big thing. But they're in one of the most difficult divisions in the in the whole of the NFL now. Like, and their team's only getting better. One of, like at times they've been one of the best defenses, like you know maybe struggling a little bit in the way of weapons, and they've made some you know some interesting signings and things like that. Like Will Fuller, I don't really know what they're doing trying to bring him back to life. Like, and he's been out the whole season injured, of course, um, after his steroid ban. So uh, yeah, some interesting decisions, but they they look like a team that's just going to get better and better and better. And it's a shame for Flores now knowing the reason behind it. Fair enough. Sometimes that's just the way it goes, but he'll get a job. He'll get a job somewhere soon and he'll do he'll do well. He's done very well with Miami. Jeremy, as Jack was alluding to there, you know, news reports have come out in the, over the week that, uh, you know, his relationship with Tua was uh, pretty bang average. Uh, Mike Lombardi on the GM Shuffle, he was sort of saying that he thinks the Dolphins will actually trade uh, Tua. He really believes that they'll trade Tua. He was also, um, I, th- I found an interesting comment, uh, you boys may have noticed this, that he was sort of saying that Tua doesn't really know how to play in the cold, which is unfortunate because he plays in the same division as the Bills and the Patriots uh, and the Jets. So, uh, you know, that's kind of quite important. Um, Do you think there is an argument that even if the... Even if the Dolphins were, even if their long-term plan is to trade Tua, that their worry is that another star quarterback comes in, the relationship between him and Flores could be tainted quite early, and that's why they just want to cut ties now. Who the hell knows what's going on there? Look, <laughs> like if you're going to trade Tua, you're going to trade him for Deshaun Watson. That's been the rumor all along. Uh, an owner that wants to trade for Deshaun Watson, uh, well, that probably says a lot about what kind of guy um, that owner is, right? So... Mm-hmm. If a guy like that isn't getting along with Flores, I'd probably, you know, tend to take Flores' side. And their GM is the one who took Tua over over Justin Herbert. Mm. You know, it seems like that was the most egregious offense. Not a guy. Yeah, he lost seven games, but if, if he'd won two weeks ago, he would have ended the season with nine straight wins. Would he have got fired then? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I saw a thing that said if the top, you know, coach on the market is the coach that you just fired, you've probably made a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't know who you're going to bring in. The, you know, there's rumors of Jim Harbaugh. That could be something. But then their their owner has said, I'm not going to be the one to pry Harbaugh from Michigan because he's a Michigan guy too. Well, okay. uh, if he's going to go to the NFL, <laughs> he might as well go to you in that, in that case. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, they're sort of a, a directionless team, right? They're, they want to trade their quarterback. They don't want to. They fire a great coach. Uh, I don't know who they're going to bring in. Uh, two is okay. Like, I think he's a good player, and I think he can develop into a very good player. Uh, they've got unlucky with, with the Wolf Fuller signing, as Jack mentioned. Um, besides Waddle, there, there really aren't a lot of skill guys there. Their running backs are average. Uh, their offensive line isn't great. Their other receivers aren't average. Are, are average. They're probably going to lose Mike Gusecki, the tight end. Mm. Um, and and with that roster, he was able to nearly make the playoffs. So 
a questionable decision for sure. I say no doubt he lands somewhere else, maybe Chicago, maybe Minnesota. Uh, we can talk about a few more openings when we get to those teams, but um, yeah, it had to be, you know, just butting heads and he goes, would be my, my thinking of why he's gone. Well, I'm sure uh, for the Dolphins, Urban Meyer is still in the Florida Dean box <laughs> if they're looking for somebody. So <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt he's moved far. Um, Jeremy, kind of, so you, alluded to it there. So my question was going to be, so maybe Jack will fire this to you first. Um, can you see Flores getting another head coaching gig rather than maybe just going back to the Patriots in a coaching position? We know that the Patriots like to uh, like to hire those that they know. So um, yeah, can you see him, go, you know, yeah. Is he going to get another head coaching gig is the question. I think his CV warrants it. That's for sure. It's just whether the, the organizations feel like he's the right fit. Um, depending on his play style, like he, defensively, he was very strong. Um, that's something that Zimmer was doing or has always attempted to do in Minnesota. So maybe if that's the, the vein that they want to stay in, it could be something that works there. And they've got some weapons offensively. So there's no reason why, you know, um, that couldn't work for him, considering, as Jeremy said, the job that he's done with the, the kind of limited options he's got. He had, or at least he had going forward. So I don't see why teams wouldn't. But then it's you know there's a lot more to it, and they you know with a with an organization coming out very very vividly saying that it was about his relationship that he's lost his job, they're going to think twice because they'll take the word of the the organization and the GM very very seriously. Well, talking uh, Mike Simmer, uh, he went minutes after Brian Flores, minutes after um, after eight seasons in uh, Minnesota, uh, three playoff uh, appearances. Um, I had a quick trivia question for you. They made the 2017 NFC Championship game. Uh, who made the uh, Who made the AFC Championship game in 2017? What two teams? Yeah, what two teams? Yeah, one is very obvious. Uh, yeah, Patriots. That's it. Mm. And Chiefs? this blew my mind. No, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's oh, fairly that's tough. right. Yeah. Of course, that's yeah. that's the, they should that's have the won. game where uh, they should have, yeah. they should have yeah. won. They should have won through yeah. the, the ship yeah. pass at the end. Oh my yeah, god! Bring, wow. Bring, Bring back that's mortals. the biggest downfall of any team in sports, I think. The Jags from from that year to like so two quickly. years later. That's yeah. when so they just started shipping off first rounders for Everyone. no reason. Yeah, yeah. useless. <laughs> so yeah, so that blew that blew all of our minds, as you can see, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. It probably blew your mind they were too. Great yeah, Jeremy, that year. Sorry, please continue. No, 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 no. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, Jeremy. As we're saying, Mike Zimmer though he has gone uh, eight seasons, uh, three playoff appearances. Um, I think the writing was on the wall quite early for this one, though. Yeah, Zimmer's, I think with this one, his time had just sort of, you know, it, it was it was just time at that point. Eight years, pretty good success. You know, they were never horrible, um, but they were never amazing either. So when you're sort of just middling around the playoffs uh, and, and you don't do anything, it's maybe it's just time to try someone new because the roster obviously is good enough. Um, you know, he got sort of a raw deal with his maybe like, at least half of their, you know, five of their top 10 players being unvaccinated. Uh, Thielen, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, uh, Harrison Smith, the uh, Cousins, none of them were, right? And I think all of them missed games because of it. At least Kirk yeah. Cousins did right at the end of the year. Um, so he could get another head coaching job. It, it's He probably um, will end up somewhere as a defensive coordinator. But I, I always thought he did a pretty good job, you know. Um, but this one's not shocking like a few of the others. It just seemed like it was time. Yeah, uh, GM uh, Rick Spielman went at the same time. Uh, Jack, what was your what was your thoughts when you heard the news that Zimmer had gone? 
Not surprised. Same same kind of feeling is this. It, it's been talked about for a lot of the season that maybe he was going to go when they started to perform poorly. Um, they've been very exciting at times. I mean, they've got like they've got great talent. I think if I'm honest, I think Zimmer maybe got screwed over a little bit with the amount of money they spent on Cousins, and it's kind of it's limited them quite a lot with the money they can spend in the in the rest of the team and for the performances that they've gotten from him. He's been good at times, but he's not been the money that, you know, what was it like a hundred and something million, although 80 million guaranteed mm-hmm. or something like that, wasn't it? And just all of it was guaranteed and it's like a record-breaking contract. And I think he probably could have invested that money more wisely. And it shows that the best season that they've had under Zimmer was with Case Keenum. Mm. So uh, it, it, it could have been done with, uh, with using the budget in a different way. So I think a um, shame, but... Uh, Jeremy's probably right there with it with it being about time for him to go. Yeah, and uh, the Vikings may, may, may still not have a Super Bowl, but they'll always have the Minnesota miracle. And what a moment that was. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, another, yeah, exactly. Uh, another a, another unsurprising uh, firing on, uh, on Black Monday was, of course, Matt Nagy uh, of the Chicago Bears. Uh, GM Ryan Pace also went. Um, let's be honest, uh, other than... The one playoff appearance where he seemed to be a miracle man in Chicago. Uh, it's uh, Jack. It's been nothing but uh, nothing, nothing but shit for the people of uh, <laughs> of that Illinois city. Oh, Nagy's a terrible coach as well, and he loves to just <laughs> sit in press conferences and just chat complete bullshit. And it's it's very very <laughs> annoying. Um, uh, I think it's a shame that the GM's gone. I mean, like them moving up to pick up Fields was a brilliant stroke of like. Uh, well, yeah. really, I was going to say stroke of genius, but it's maybe not that. Yeah, he did well. Um, so, like, a, <laughs> he did something good. Uh, <laughs> well done, well done, buddy. Exactly. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's still a promising. They're a promising team. They've got some good players, some good young players. Um, you know, Fields has, has had an up and down year, but he's also had injuries and a good run in the team. Maybe for the next season, might see his true potential come through. They've got some good wide receivers. You, I don't know what's going to happen to Robinson, but Mooney looks great. Um, David Montgomery is one of the best running backs in the league and Cole Komet, who's going to turn into a tight end superstar because I own him in fantasy. That's the only reason. Oh, no, he looks pretty good. He was a high draft pick. He was second round, I think, wasn't he, Cole Komet? Yeah, I think so. Um, so there's some good potential there and they've always been strong defensively. So maybe another option for Flores if they need a good defensive coach to bring back that Chicago feel. Jeremy, um, Brian Flores has a, a very long CV. Uh, with his time at the Patriots, uh, Mike Zimmer has a, a good long CV, including a lot of, uh, of, of course, his defensive coordinating work in, in Dallas, I think it was. Um, but to me, it's like Matt Nagy just did a bit of quarterback coaching one season as a defensive coach or something like that, or offensive coach, mm-hmm. and then he's straight into a head coaching role. So was the writing on the wall as soon as he was hired that, that he wasn't going to fit because he, he just doesn't have the experience? No, you never know, right? Uh Sean McVay didn't have a ton of experience and he's been great. So uh, I think it's more so just what you do when you get there. And he never seemed like a great fit for a personality. You know, that's the main thing for the coaches. You got to be like, uh, you know, a leader of men and especially of, you know, young men. Yeah. And he never really seemed like he was. Um, So Jack sort of mentioned that as a potential fit for Flores. I think that makes a lot of sense. The bears are historically a team with a great defense uh, but the main thing there is just to bring in a guy, whether it's a head coach or an offensive coordinator who can, 
you know, remake the offense towards the, the strengths of Justin Fields, whether that's a lot of, you know, read option plays, um, getting him outside the pocket, not just turning him into a pocket passer. Um, so whoever can do that. Um, I had a, an idea for a guy to potentially come in, but it has just slipped my mind. So <laughs> let's see if it comes back uh, when we talk about the other teams. But yeah, no, that one makes sense. And uh, the GM, um, I think Mike Lombardi, who you mentioned, always talks about how it's a good idea to bring in a coach and a GM at the same time uh, and sort of find two guys who mesh together well. So maybe that's what they're going for there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, the day before Black Monday, uh, it was just a regular Sunday, but not for Vic Fangio because he found himself waiting for benefits. Um, gone from the Broncos after three seasons, a losing record throughout, no playoff appearances. Um, the Broncos, from their time uh, with Payne and Manning, have fairly dropped off, maybe not like the Jaguars, but it's not going well um, up there in you know the stratosphere, whatever Colorado is. Um, Jeremy, um, what was your thoughts on Vic Fangio losing his job? Ones like this are hard because they're a good roster, but they never had consistent quarterback play, right? So is that Fangio's fault that the the GM could never get him a, a good signal caller? I don't know. I, I still don't know if Fangio's a good coach. I could never figure it out in all the years he was there. Um, their defense probably didn't play as well as, you know, the sum of the pieces there. Sure. Um, but it could just be another case where they're just looking to try someone who looking to shake things up uh, and maybe hit on with the talent they do have. It is amazing how many defensive coordinators have lost their job in the last, uh, in the last week. Uh, Jack thoughts on De- Denver. I mean, they're poised to be a great team. Like defensively the, the back half of the season, they've, they've been much stronger. I mean, Fangio is more of a defensive coach, so it fits, but like, They've just they've paid their wide receivers, they've paid the tight end, they're just priming themselves up for a quality quarterback. Um, Bridgewater's not going to be there. God knows what they're going to do with Luck. Like he he just doesn't he he hasn't proven himself, and I don't know he's coming into is he coming to the end of his fourth year? I I, I do this all the time. I forget coming what, into the end of year three, right? And there's no way they're taking the fifth year option if he even has one. Um. So, they're, they're, I mean, they're one of the teams that were rumoured for the likes of Russell Wilson. Mm. I think Watson was also rumoured to go there. <laughs> if they pick up one of these guys, Denver could be, you know, incredible, really. They've got a lot of really good pieces. So, um, Again, you don't really know if it's the coach or the, the quarterback, really, in this particular situation, or the GM obviously not being able to pick a good quarterback in the draft. But um, they could make, if they make the right move, Denver could be, you know, they're in a difficult division, but they could be great. Um, shame for them to for him to get fired off the back of that that horrible uh, fumble um, recovery touchdown loss against yeah. the Chiefs. But um, yeah. I'm sure it was a lot more than that that got him fired. Yeah, not everyone puts 24 points on the Chiefs and then exactly uh, minutes later. All right, perfect. Well, gentlemen, winning the Survive Black Monday only to be fired Tuesday award was Joe Judge at the New York. Giants, um, the surprising thing was people thought he was going to keep his job at first. Uh, the owner of the New York Giants had come out and said, yeah, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. However, um, it became apparent um, that things probably weren't going to improve. Uh, Jeremy Curo, um, it would be safe to say the Giants are a terrible football team. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's nice to not uh, vote for the worst team in New York at the moment. <laughs> um, 
Only one team. Judge to me of any of these guys. There's only one team. Oh, fuck you. That's like Jack saying the <laughs> 1984 Bears or whatever it was. Yeah, anyway, all, all I can, uh, Jer- Jeremy, all I can say is you are going to fucking hate my quiz that I've done. Anyway, <laughs> oh, terrific. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, moving on. So the Giants are a disaster. They need to totally overhaul everything. Uh, their GM, Dave Gettleman, quote unquote, retired. Uh, <laughs> most obvious firing ever. Uh, Joe Judge had to go. If you watch them play in week 18, it was a disgrace. The whole team looked like they had no interest in being out there. And yeah. they ran, as soon as I saw that, that quarterback sneak on oh third and nine. <laughs> Unbelievable. From the victory position. I'm like, what are they possibly thinking here? I've never seen anything less. The stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I'm like, at that point, he's got to go. Good riddance. <laughs> Jack, uh, do you concur? Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Jake from at quarterback, then you may as well just lie down and do nothing because you, <laughs> you, you know, you've got no chance. Um, yeah, they've been awful. They've been awful for a while. Um, that division was awful last year, so it made them maybe look a little bit better than or just average because they were all really poor. Um, they really got shown up this year. Saquon being injured all of the time is obviously a massive hit to them as an offense and they've got you know they've got a, um supposedly one of the the better offensive lines in the league they just don't have anyone to do anything <laughs> you know well they they spent a lot of money on on Kenny Galladay and he's been it, it's, mm. it's felt like he's been injured all season, but he actually played 13 games. So oh, really? uh, it says an awful lot about <laughs> kind of what's happening over there. So um, overpaid for a, when they could have had someone, I don't know, Juju. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, they've, they've not been good him. at all. Yeah, so. Never mind. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> terrible. They need a, a complete uh, fire sale. Start again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe we should just start to admit that the MetLife Stadium is cursed. Uh, then today, gentlemen, um, minutes, minutes, seconds even before we started recording this podcast, uh, the sixth head coach uh, of, of of this Black Monday week. Let me just, just go black. Yeah, it's a whole week, really. Uh, David Cully at the Houston Texans. He has gone. Uh, let's be honest, Jack. Uh, the Texans are a very tainted brand. It didn't start well. Uh, he was coming into a very, un, you know, uh, a position nobody really should have been jealous of. Um, he's 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 one and done, and he's gone. Yeah, I mean, they they regularly need a scapegoat for their organization just being a complete piece of shit. So they've um, they've done the you know the necessary thing, haven't they? Um, yeah, I, I I don't even know what to say about the Texans anymore. They. They're terrible. They've, there's been some nice performances in the team. Davis Mills is surprised at, at times. Um, what's his face? Wide receiver has been great because he's Cooks. always great. Cooks has always been great. He's he is just a great wide receiver. Um, yeah, they they had their running back carousel of just ancient players for a little while, and even some of them left because they didn't want to stay. And just there's nothing good about the Texans. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, it is not a good time to be a Houston sports fan right now. Um, how much, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watson issues, you know, and it, it shouldn't really be forgotten that these are some serious, serious, serious accusations. But if we just look at it from a, from a football perspective, how much was him not playing, um, you know, responsible for the sacking of uh, David Kelly? Jeremy. Jeremy Kuro. 
Have we lost him? Fuck, sorry, my internet's all screwed up here. I don't know if you can hear me right now or what. We can. Yeah, we can. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Sit tight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got you now. It's just it's jumped out there for a second. Right, no uh, you asked how much Watson's absence is responsible. Uh, yep, yeah, that was that was that was yeah, my sure. question. Yeah, it was very much okay. like you were in. It's a bit like sometimes when they do like a BBC news report and somebody's been sent <laughs> to Iraq to, oh, a, yeah. to Iraq and they ask the question and there's about a twenty minute gap and then they go. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible here. I've just been bombed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Houston. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think uh, Watson being gone is respons- responsible for any of it. Listen, they they won four games with him as quarterback last year. They won mm-hmm. four games this year with mm-hmm. Davis Mills, who I think you could argue was the second best rookie quarterback on the year, and Tyrod Taylor, uh, yeah. and losing other good players too. They had no more JJ Watt uh, and other guys. So with a worse roster. And a way, way worse quarterback. They won the same amount of games. I thought Cully actually did a, a pretty good job. Uh, he's certainly very, very well respected, much like Flores. Um, but a report just came out that te- the Texans are targeting Flores. So, you know, if mm. you're going to make a move like this, you probably already have somebody else in mind. Um, and you probably think you have a very good shot at getting them. Otherwise, you don't fire a guy after one year who did actually, in my opinion, a pretty good job. Um, Davis Mills, how far can he go uh, career-wise? Uh well, he has the same length of his neck, so. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, gents, uh, anything else? Anything else on Black Monday, or shall we get into some other NFL subjects? Just shout out to the show <laughs> Black Monday with Don Cheadle. It's pretty good. All right. Okay. Never heard of it. If I'm being honest. What cha- what channel is it on? No clue. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, just Google it and watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, I noted some things as we end the regular season of the NFL that I wanted to discuss. And the first one I wanted to follow on from last week, because I find it really fascinating what you boys were saying about the Cincinnati Bengals, who I uh, you know, proclaimed had had a disappointing season, only to discover that they'd actually won their division. Uh, I actually watched their game against the Chiefs, saw them celebrate, and I just thought they were really happy to beat the Chiefs. So that was a mistake on my part. But I, 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 find, it, I find it curious, because a fantastic... A fact, stat, whatever you want to call it, went viral this week on the Twitter sphere or whatever it was, <laughs> which was that no one or nobody, should I say, nobody in human history has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game because they last won a playoff game in 1991 and uh, <laughs> text messages started in 1992. So you boys were you know, alluding to the fact that friends of the show and Bengals fans around the world are always incredibly negative. What I found interesting was in this regular season with Joe Burrow at the helm, who, you know, is, let's be honest, very high prospect of being an MVP very, very soon in this league. He is a wonder to watch. But in the regular season, they lost to the Chicago Bears in week two. They lost to Jeremy's New York Jets in week eight. They lost to the Cleveland Browns twice, albeit in week 18 without Joe Burrow. He didn't even travel to uh, to, to Cleveland. Uh, they were blown out by the LA Chargers in week 13 at home. And the Chargers then went on to, you know, not make the playoffs with, which we may get onto uh, a little bit later on. They have improved from 2-14 and 14 to 4-11, and 11, and now they just won 17 games and lost 10 in a season. But my question, Jeremy, is, you know, do the Bengals fans still have a right to be negative? Because one, let's be honest, their playoff record is shocking. Uh, I mean, it's so bad that text messaging has been invented, and now we don't even use it anymore. Um, and also, you know, should they be worried about the fact that, you know, they, no disrespect to your beloved Jets, but they did lose to some terrible teams in the regular season. Yeah, teams lose to bad teams. It happens, right? We just saw the Colts lose to the Jags. Nobody saw that mm. coming. 
Um, Incredible. Yes, but yes, they should be worried because there are there are just curses in sports. The Jets have them. The Bengals have them. The Browns have them. Uh, they just exist. So uh, while the Bengals could make the Super Bowl, um, they could also get blown out in the first round just because yeah. that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, uh, do you agree? And also, has friend of the show Callum has his mood improved on the Bengals prospect? I mean. Uh, I think Bengals fans have a right to be skeptical, but at least just, you know, come on, <laughs> enjoy it a little bit. Like, you've not been like, that's, that's the difference. It feels like they don't enjoy it at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. they haven't it's been to the playoffs since 2015. And I, like, it's, that's a long time. Like, I don't know. There's, there's droughts that have been much, much longer than six years. And they're saying that the world is terrible and that they're always they're always shit. So uh, uh, yeah, but I also understand if, you know if you haven't actually won a game for that long, it's, it's you're gonna you're gonna obviously be that way. But um, I I agree that with what Jeremy's saying in terms of they could easily just get blown out. Vegas are a weird team. Like they could mm. they could themselves go on a, a little run there with a bit of momentum and um, you know get away with all manner of sins. Um, but I, I, yeah, the the Bengals are. I just I, I've just got this feeling that they're very they're very very good, and they've shown that they're capable of beating the. And the playoffs isn't full of the Jets and the Jags; it's full of the Chiefs and the Bucks. And if they can beat them in the regular season, why can't they do it now? Uh, Jack, quick sidebar: uh, your sound sounds really weird to me now. Oh, really? Yeah, just slightly changed right on your last sentence there. Yeah, just on your last sentence. It's the curse of the the curse of the Bengals, actually. Mm-hmm. I believe. Any better now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think I'd nudge the cable. It must be a little bit dodgy. That's all good. Dodgy. That's all good. Dodgy. Um, perfect. I will just quickly try and segue. Let's see if I can do it. Probably not. Well, we will see this weekend how the Cincinnati Bengals do against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I will be getting your boys' predictions very, very shortly. Jeremy, you did allude in that last piece to the Indianapolis Colts and their just absolute implosion against 2017 legends, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, A brilliant stat from that game which I have nicked uh, from the Pat McAfee show, uh, which was nicked from a tweet, uh, was that uh, the perfect quarterback rating is 100. The median quarterback rating is 50. And in this game, Carson Wentz got (laughs) (coughs) 4.4. Yeah, well, that's probably what my rating probably would have been too in high school. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know what that was. It was a disgrace. Like, not only did Wentz suck, um, but the whole team sucked and the Jags looked like that 2017 team all over again. Uh, Sure. Taylor was good. He wasn't amazing, but he was still solid, but like their pass rush from Jacksonville was blowing through. Uh, They just did everything. Well, it's an all time choke job by the Colts. Yeah. It's it, it has to be up there in, in, in all sports. It was quite something. Uh, Jack green, who is going to be the Colts next quarterback? The, 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 the Colts have said they're going to keep Carson Wentz, but that sounds mental. Um, <laughs> some people have said Teddy Bridgewater. Some people have said uh, Russell Wilson. God forbid some people have said Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, who is, uh, you know, who's your money on? I have no idea. Like, I, I don't think it would be Bridgewater unless, you know, he goes in as some form of backup, but then they've got Minchu. I think there's more chance of it mm. being Minchu. 
Yeah. Yes, Minshew. Uh, yeah. Sorry, no, Minshew's in Philly. We're, I'm getting confused now. Because, oh, boo. You know, boo. This is terrible. <laughs> Their backup is um, Ellinger, isn't it, at this point? Oh, yeah. Or Texas um, legend. There's another guy who's there too. Yeah, Goof both... Boy uh, from Georgia. <laughs> Goof Boy from Georgia. He lost a starting is, job is to the... Jake Fromm. That's, that should <laughs> tell you yeah. everything you need to know about him. Oh, exactly. So like, the, the, the young guys that haven't really had any opportunity. So they're... The... I just, I can't see it being a Wilson or a Rogers, to be honest. Um, though, I mean, there was one point when they they tried to get Rivers to come back this year. That's how desperate yeah, yeah, they, they were. Did. And yeah. Bring they, them back they obviously need to find someone good. Like it, ever since, um, wow, I've forgotten his name. Andrew Luck left. Yeah. So they've just been a bit lost, really, at quarterback. So it's a shame, but they're still a very good team. Like they're mm. still in the playoffs. No, sorry, they're not in the playoffs. They nearly made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they go. should they, be in the they playoffs. They aren't in the playoffs. They should be in the playoffs. The Jacks. Um, they should. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor is is going to be the the heart and soul of that team for for a long time to come. So I think they'll be all right either either way. So uh, so Jeremy, um, you know, we've spoken last week about how uh, unfortunately the MVP award is very much a quarterback award. It would be nice if maybe a few other guys get in. Jonathan Taylor is a guy that has been mentioned multiple times throughout the season about a potential MVP. How much does the loss in week 18 and the week 17 game, how much does that affect his chances, albeit slim, but his chances of being the league MVP this year? None. The only uh, position you hear about where wins and losses matter is quarterback for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I would say it has nothing to do with it. Okay, perfect. Well, still, still going Aaron Rodgers though, isn't it? So there we go. Um, yeah. uh, well, probably. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to see it go to someone who's not a quarterback. I would. It would be great. It would be lovely. But uh, it's an unjust world that we live in. So, gentlemen, let's end the NFL chat for this week's uh, podcast by talking about the phenomenal Los Angeles Chargers Las Vegas Raiders game in Las Vegas. Uh, it had absolutely everything. Uh, it was a game where you know everyone said, "What were the chances of ending in a draw?" And it very, 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 very bloody nearly ended in a draw. First thing I would like to, to say is the atmosphere. I thought at the stadium was unbelievable. Um, after this uh, two years of COVID, it was just amazing to have an atmosphere like that in a stadium in one of the best leagues in the world. Um, and then the you know the main point just has to be um, you know Brandon Staley. Um, what was he? What was he thinking, Jack Green? I don't know what he was thinking. He obviously. There must have been something in his head that thought that they could still win it. There's like he's very very daring as a coach he likes to take on fourth downs he likes to take on situations where they probably <laughs> yeah. shouldn't and and it's paid he off really likes quite to take a lot on of times downs. this season and he's been and it's been great it's been exciting to watch and you know at times they've suffered for it and you're talking about the charges kind of inconsistency this season some of it comes down to coaching decisions and uh and play calls and uh, and they've lost out in the playoffs because he couldn't just let it go that's all it was he yeah. had to just let it go and and the char the sorry the raiders were were willing to let it happen in front of a crowd of very excited Raider fans who probably wouldn't have liked to have seen it. So, you know, it's, it's a divisional rival and um, you don't want to just throw the game away. You want to at least try and and they could have done that. And well, Big Ben gets his, his last chance to me. So <laughs> there's a story there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I always wonder how many people actually travel through from the Bay Area to Vegas for games, uh, mm. you know, or if it's just all, all folks in Vegas. I don't know. 
if you know the answer, let us know. Uh, Jeremy Curo, uh, as Jack has just alluded to there, as my word of the day is alluded to. Um, Big Ben, Big Ben, he's in the playoffs. Uh, are we going to see this heroic moment by the Steelers as they walk through the playoffs to a Super Bowl victory? Absolutely not. No, he sucks. <laughs> He's a corpse, basically. It would have been so good if it was a tie and he just didn't make the playoffs in, in likely his final year because, you know, for a lot of reasons I don't want to get into in detail. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Um, but <laughs> Jesus, what a game that was. Like, I'll admit I didn't watch the whole, a lot of it and then I saw an update coming down to the wire or whatever. So I put it on and it was just like nonstop for, for 20 minutes. Insanity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Herbert is crazy. He is so good. And it's a shame we won't see that team in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, you go from him to Derek Carr, not exactly the most exciting uh, quarterback, but uh, he's still very watchable. So, um, and, and they lost and they're playing the Bengals. Sorry, they, tie, they won and they're playing the Bengals. If they tied, I think they would have played the Chiefs. So it makes sense why they would go for the win. <clears throat> That's, um, you know, you, you would, at least on paper, a much easier opponent. But uh, yeah, wild, completely wild. Best game of the year, no doubt. Yeah, and again, I ladies say and gentlemen, best last oh. to ten minutes because that's what I saw anyway. <laughs> yeah, an incredible final ten minutes. But yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, there's like 17 minutes highlights on uh, YouTube. Uh, go watch them because they are entertaining from start to finish. Gentlemen, let's do this very, very, very quickly. I'm going to read you out the games. I want you to tell me who is going to win this weekend in the uh, in the playoffs. So let's just let's just fire through them. Arizona sure. against the LA Rams. Jeremy Q. Rams. Rams. Okay, sure. Arizona's done. Are you going with Jack? Toast. Yeah, Rams completely. Rams. There we go. Philadelphia against Tampa Bay. Jack Green. Philly. Oh. Yeah, Eagles upset, baby. All right, there we go. Uh, 49. Well, no, but Phil, Philly. Oh, okay. Maybe you never, you never know. If I mean, at least oh. if I've said it, then I've said it, and it means I can okay. claim it. Yeah. All right, there we go. We're doing it for Gardner. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Jeremy Kuro. Oh, that's a great game. Well, I'd love to see the 49ers win, but I think it's going to be the Cowboys. I think they're loaded on offense and defense this year. Mr. Green? Um, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys are a better team, but I feel mm-hmm. like they're a little bit inconsistent um, offensively, so I'm going to say the 49ers. All right, let's move over to the AFC. The aforementioned the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Negatives. Jack Green? Negatives all the way. Jeremy? Yeah. Bengals, no doubt. All right, there we go. Uh, we've got uh, everybody's favorite Pittsburgh Steelers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Jack Green. Chiefs, 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy? I agree. For, forget that the, the Steelers' offense is doing nothing. You, when you can throw the ball like three yards on a go route, then you're not going to win. All right, there we go. And we're going to be incredibly impartial about this one. The New England Patriots against the Buffalo Bills. Jeremy Curo, kick us off. I'm not even going to joke. Bills. I had was going to line something up, you know, just to mess with Jack, but I, I can't do it. Bills all the way. Buffalo all the way this time, Gary. Buffalo all the way this time. <laughs> all right. Is that guy still with us? He's still with us. Yeah, remember, he was, no, he oh, was he on video, like he? Countdown yeah, yeah. or something last year, and I was blown away. It was the most blown away I've ever been in my life that that guy's still alive. All right. Well, we're, yeah. This weekend could be it, though. We, that could yeah. be it. All right, gentlemen, that was a wonderful NFL chat. Ladies and gentlemen, we do hope you enjoyed that. We went deep. We went deep on the NFL, but let's be honest. We're getting to playoffs time, and it's, it's one of the best leagues in the world. So why wouldn't we? Gentlemen, let's, uh, before we do a little trivia, let's have a cool little bit of a chit chat on the other world of football, which is soccer ball. Uh, Jack Green, it was the FA Cup this weekend past um, 
The FA Cup has occasionally been much maligned. There was the year that Manchester United decided not to bother playing in it because they got money to go play elsewhere. Um, but I love the FA Cup. You boys know my love of uh, cup competitions and we had some cup upsets. Uh, Jack, what was your thoughts on the FA Cup this past weekend? It was a good one. Yeah. Um, Kidderminster Harriers, the, the lowest ranked team in the competition, is pretty local to where I'm, I'm from originally. Managed to beat Fantastic. Reading, which is unbelievable, like an amazing yeah. uh, scoreline for them. And, and how was packed few... was their stadium, by the way? Exactly. It was amazing. Like just, yeah. I mean, you know, COVID out the window, it's Kidderminster at home. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, but no, there was some good upsets and there was some some good quality games. I think the, the ones that stand out are Barnsley at home to Barrow with 5 Barnsley. 4 over, um, extra time <laughs> win for Barnsley. Barnsley. Um, Barnsley. And uh, <laughs> some amazing goals in it too. Some of the best goals yeah. in the tournament so far. Um, yeah, in that in that game. So uh, Norwich managed to squeeze a one 0 win against League One Charlton. They scored, is, uh, Jeremy. They scored, scored hey. a goal uh, in the 80th minute against the team two divisions lower than them. So <laughs> success. It's something. Yes, it is yeah. something. Uh, Jack, there was a fantastic uh, stat, and Jeremy, you'll enjoy this from the Bansley against Barrow game. Uh, there was in the entire game ten shots on goal, nine of them went in. Wow. So oh, wow. that's yeah. incredible. So, um, not great for the goalkeeping coach, and not great for uh, for for you know any form of defender. But uh, we don't care because we like attacking football. So that is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Wigan Athletic, who embarrassingly have won the FA Cup a lot more recently than my beloved Tottenham Hotspur, uh, they beat Blackburn Rovers three two. An unbelievable goal in the final minutes to win that game for Wigan. You uh, definitely need to, uh, as I keep saying, just go on YouTube. I love the place. Find the goal. It's absolutely wonderful. And of course, Cambridge United beating uh, the King of Saudi Arabia, which was unbelievable. Um, 1-0 at St. James's Park in Newcastle upon Tyne. It's quite something. It's quite something. Um, Cup upsets, Jeremy, in the FA Cup are absolutely wonderful. Um, but it's something when Cambridge United turn up and beat the now de facto richest team in global football. Um, so basically, everybody who wasn't a Newcastle fan very, very much enjoyed that one. Awesome. And Nottingham Forest once again beat Arsenal, which is wonderful because I don't like them. So that is good. Uh, Jack, a quick question before we move on because we are going very long on tonight's podcast. Uh, we've still got my epically incredible quiz, which isn't that good to come up. Um, I read a fantastic article from Michael Cox who was basically arguing that um, we speak a lot about how the FA Cup it's lost the spirit of the FA Cup the top teams in the Premier League don't take it seriously they rest players and I think the argument was that this this weekend we saw for example Manchester City start Kevin De Bruyne uh, mm-hmm. against Swindon Town you know we saw um, Tottenham mainly because we were cocking up having to bring on Harry Kane deep in the second half uh, you know and ultimately got us across the line um, but his argument was that the FA Cup has actually been good for the last few years um, so my question to you is, yeah, was that recency bias in play that makes us think this weekend of the FA Cup uh, was better than previous? Or are we actually starting to see Premier League teams um, take this wonderful competition seriously for the first time in, 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 in you know, since, well, a decade? Uh, well, I think there's more, there's certainly more teams in the Premier League that are competing um, a- away from the relegation zone now. Like it, it feels like the yeah. relegation zone this year is a, more of a, like a bottom five or six and the other teams are just really pulling away. And I think those teams that are kind of in the middle ground want to win something. So they're, they're really putting it in, which, and the more teams in the the, the top, the, you know, the mid to top end of the Premier League that are putting in the effort means the top teams have got to do it too because they need to win. 
They need yeah. to win these games and uh, they, they can't afford to be embarrassed against the likes of, you know, Man City against the likes of Swindon Town when they're probably going to play, you know, your mid-level Premier League teams in two rounds time. They need to be ready yeah. for it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a great... Third round is always the best round. It oh, always it's so is good, isn't it? The, I love the it. big teams get introduced and there's always upsets. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's always a you know a team that shouldn't have a cup run having a cup run and this the next round is when you start to spot that so hopefully there'll be a you know a Nottingham Forest or you know the likes of Cambridge do something that's never been done <laughs> yeah. before and uh, and it'll be it'd be great to watch it always is I mean I'm always a bit you know down on the FA Cup because Norwich always losing the third round to a team four divisions lower than them so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a personal bias more than a recency bias I think but. It's been it's been great, and it's brought you know considering the situation at the moment, it's kind of it's potential for things getting shut down a little bit. So to have a good a really good weekend of cup football has has brought that back, and people are just enjoying it. Absolutely, couldn't say it better myself. Uh, fantastic stuff, Jack. Right, gentlemen, let's move on from our wonderful NFL and FA Cup chat to uh, my less than wonderful quiz, and this week. <laughs> This week, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen at home, uh, this has been influenced uh, by the news story that came out uh, last week, which is a gentleman has sued the New York Giants and the New York Jets for $6 billion (laughs) for not playing in the state of New York. So that is the quiz this week. It's uh, basically, uh, it's a geography quiz uh, in which the answer probably wasn't what you think it is. So anyway, we'll give it a Sweet. bash. And if it's nice. really bad, Jack, you can just cut it. <laughs> we'll just pretend it never happened. <laughs> so we'll kick off with this. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds because we don't want the listeners to switch off and go home at this point, even though they probably are at home. Um, so question number one it is closest to the pin. It is for both of you. Closer to the pin gets the point. How many teams? Okay, and this is from the leagues, the NFL the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and Major League Soccer, so the top five sports leagues in the United States, North America, technically. How many of them play in New York State? Okay, how many play in New York State? So you've got 15 seconds uh, to come up with a number, and then we'll go from there. So I'll sing while you do it. Yeah, we good? We good? Yeah, I stopped trying to figure them out and then just going to guess a number. Okay, perfect. Probably, as Jack said, my singing didn't help. Sorry about that, boys. Okay, Jeremy, go first. Go first, Muffin. Okay, 11. Okay, we've gone 11, Jack Green. Well, I've definitely got this wrong. I was going to say seven. Seven. Okay. Well, the answer is uh, awkwardly nine. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's half a point each. That's okay. half a point each. Nice um, one, Jack. Would we like to try and name <laughs> the teams or do you want me just to give you the answer? Oh, let me quickly go. Rangers, Islanders, uh, Sabres, yep. uh, Red Bulls, New York FC, uh, Yankees, Mets, uh, Bills. Am I forgetting a sport? Uh Knicks, Nets. Yep. Okay, there is what You did very, very well there. You did very, very well there. There's one on that list that isn't. It's the New York Red Bulls. They play in Harrison, New Jersey. 
Uh, oh, do they really? Okay. Yeah, they do. So the answers are the Buffalo Bills, the New York Mets, the New York Yankees, the Brooklyn Mets, the New York Knicks, the Buffalo Sabres, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, and New York City FC. The New York Giants and Jets do not play yeah. in New York. So always remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right, uh, next question. I've not really figured out how I'm doing this quiz. So it's um, <laughs> okay. so good. So good. So Jack. Jack, yeah. let's go with okay. you. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens play in the state of Maryland, but which other NFL team are based in Maryland? I thought it's got to be the it's got to be the football team, then, hasn't it? The the what football? Washington, team? the Washington. Yes, the team. yes, yeah. the nice. Washington football nice team try. admirals. Uh, they uh, yeah, just yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, NFL yeah. Team. Uh, yeah it's a football team. team. <laughs> oh, good guess. Yeah. That was a good one, Jack. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Mr. Jeremy Curell, there is an NFL team that plays in Santa Clara, California. Who are they? 49ers. It is. This quiz is too easy. I thought it was going to be tough, but it is too easy. <laughs> okay. All right. We're doing well. You both are equal points. This is absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, again, closest to the pin. Uh, you only have five seconds to answer this one. I won't sing. Okay. How many professional sports teams play in Las Vegas, Nevada? How many professional two. sports teams? We've got two from Jeremy. Jack Green. I think get five seconds. Hang on. Okay. Oh, yeah, two. Uh, yeah, two. Actually, two. Okay. You're both going with two. The answer is none. They all play in Paradise, Nevada. Oh, so, fuck you. God damn There it. we go. That is unfortunate for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Um, again, this I really not planned this quiz out. So it's just fine. answer this one. No, no. Phoenix. All right, thanks. Yeah. Phoenix, Arizona is one of 13 cities to have at least one sports team in each of the NFL, NBA, oh, NHL, and MLB, but only yeah. two actually play within the city boundaries of Phoenix. Which two are they? Ooh. Oh, good one. Okay, so uh, who are their teams? They have uh, the Diamondbacks. That is one. And the Suns. That is correct. The Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Diamondbacks actually play in Phoenix, Arizona. The other two play in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, and the final question, uh, it's to Jack Green. Everybody's a winner because I didn't keep count of the, of the scores. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm th- up one right now, but Jack has oh, one yeah, more question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> three. Ma- three it's major- two. <laughs> the football team. Um, three major league baseball teams do not play in the city they are named after. Who are they? Fucking hell. Thanks, mate. Sorry, that is, yeah. Right. Both of of you can answer. All right. One's pretty obvious if you say the entire name, if you say the full name. The hell does that mean? So they're called one thing, but at the end of the angels. That is correct. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That did not come to me. They played Anaheim, California. There's another one. Oh, well, I'll just just give you clues. Jeremy, maybe. Uh, nope, they play in Los Angeles. Ah, I thought maybe they played just outside. Um, think, uh, think, Tom Brady. Oh, Tampa Bay. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. They play in Rays. St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Uh, and then the last one. This is potentially controversial, but there is one more. Um, Hold on. Why don't Jack and I each just guess a random team? Go for mm-hmm. it. Okay. Uh, Colorado, no, that's not even a city. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I've seen the most random teams in the league. Uh, let's go with the, the Orioles. That is incorrect, Jack Green. Oh, well, then is it the Nationals? Uh, no, the Washington Nationals do play in Washington, oh. DC, but I, I like your thinking. It is the Atlanta Braves who play in Cumberland, oh. Georgia. So, there we go, they play in Cumberland, sausage. Georgia. Where- 
whatever the hell Cumberland Georgia. That was a great quiz. I don't know. I don't it know. Was what good. Yeah, that was good. It was really difficult. Good. I wanted to end you, that. You enjoy it. You enjoy yeah, it. Well, it I'm awesome. glad. No, thank you, boys. Quiz. Well, there we good. go. Uh, so everyone's a winner, but technically it's Jeremy. So well done, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> so, gentlemen, without I further think. ado, without further ado, uh, I think we need to we need to end, which is kind of sad because mm. I really enjoyed mm. this. Uh, we have four minutes on the uh, on the chat, so let's see if we can do this. Uh, favorite top threes, ladies and gentlemen. This week it is sports without balls. Is that correct? Yes. My yes. favorite sports without balls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Send your jokes in on a postcard, Jeremy. You can go first. You can default to Jack Green. I'll actually go first today. Oh. Uh, so a quick shout out to Shuffleboard. Uh, a friend of the show, <laughs> Yale, used to have shuffleboard in his basement at his parents' house, and it was always a great time. Uh, so number three, uh, mixed martial arts, UFC. Uh, mainly, I used to love watching the stuff in Japan. I'd get up at 5 a.m. to watch it. Jose Canseco fight a 7 for 4 Korean, that sort of thing. Uh, number two, skateboarding. There's a show, and I forget what it was called, but it was like a half documentary, half skateboarding competition. It was really cool. And uh, number one, obviously, is hockey. Not ball hockey, but actual hockey. Uh, NHL, Leafs, that stuff. Fantastic. I love all of those apart from mixed martial arts because I've never watched it. Jack. Um, first one. Uh, well, first of all, I need to give a, a shout out to the, the the sport from Port Lincoln, Australia, which somewhere I've been, but unfortunately <laughs> didn't get to witness tuna tossing. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could That's have given me until the end of time and I would never have thought that. Never oh. have got it. Um, So we'll carry on with a slightly more serious one. Uh, Similarly from Australia, just for pure envy, uh, surfing, can't do it, don't understand it, but people do it, it's fucking great. Um, Second one is, uh, it's more of a pastime, but cornhole, brilliant for the name (laughs) and for the activity. Great game. Big snaps into a big hole, that's fine. Great for tailgating. finally, um, from the the wonderful county of Gloucestershire, (laughs) he's rolling. Yes. In which they roll out down a big hill and people get really hurt. It's great. That sounds, mm. yeah, awesome. It's not tuna tossing though, is it? It's not tuna tossing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Uh, well, as for mine, as for mine, I think, uh, you know, we should put a, a shout out to the uh, running of the bulls in Pamplona. Oh, Although yes. uh, what I realized is bulls have balls. So from a technicality, <laughs> we might not be able to pick that one. So I didn't put that in my list. Uh, instead, I've gone with uh, darts. Darts, uh, the oh, wonderful yeah, sport yeah, of starts. Yeah, of uh, we've just had the PDC Championships, a few nine darters, the atmosphere in the crowd. I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should go as a team. I agree. Amazing. I uh, love darts. Uh, next up, it's the ski jump. It's the ski yeah. jump. Um, how anybody one day just says, yeah, that's something I'm going to do. <laughs> I will never understand, but fair play to them. Epic sport. Uh, and then finally, it's very boring, but it's just, it's motorsport. You know, boys yeah, know I love nice. the motorsport. So cars racing around tracks, I can watch it for hours on end. Well, ladies and gentlemen, talking of the end, uh, we have reached the end. That is it. We have done our thing. We hope you've enjoyed. Uh, you may be listening on Spotify. You may be listening on, uh, on Apple Pods. Why don't you give us a cheeky five-star rating? That would be brilliant. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your foes, or even just do what I did with friend of the show, Davo. Steal his phone and give us a rating anyway. Um, <laughs> that would be glorious. So, guys, that was wonderful. Uh, two weeks, two podcasts. We've started January with an absolute bang. Jack Green, thank you very much and good night. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. At home. At home. At home, Jeremy Curo. Thank you. Yeah, thank you and, for uh, listening. Anywhere. Oh, I didn't. Realize. I thought you were just going to say my name. Uh, <laughs> oh, so sorry. I jumped in. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Good work you do, and uh, everyone out there, and good night, and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. My name has been Alistair Kirk, and remember, there is no excuse for abuse. <laughs>